Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Power Cast. And today we will be recapping Power Book Four Force. And this is season one, episode one, the premiere episode. And the name of the episode was titled A Short Fuse and Long Memory. Um, so I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana? Hello, everyone. I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited for the Tommy show. It's finally here. You remember two years ago, all we had was that little image of Tommy wearing a hat that said Tommy. And mm-hmm. and, and everyone went crazy over it. But we're finally here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally here. It's, it's finally come around. So, yeah, um, this is a monumental night in power history because, you know, one of the main stars from the main show is back in full effect. And that's Tommy Egan. Uh, I know a lot of people have been excited for this. Um, even 50 Cent himself said that, you know, Tommy is his favorite character and he thinks it's going to be like the biggest show or the best show, you know. So, uh, yeah, very, very much looking forward to seeing how this season plays out. But we do have one episode now uh, and we are going to, you know, basically talk about this and break down what we saw and give some of our thoughts and predictions, you know, about, uh, you know, what we think is going to happen. But, uh, you know, before we get into our takeaways segment, uh, where we each, you know, kind of go around and give our takeaways, I just want to remind everyone, you know, if you're enjoying the content, please, you know, uh, leave a comment. Also hit the like button and consider subscribing to the channel. Uh, we also have, you know, uh, a, a review of the, the Ghost uh, Book 2 finale as well, which also came out, you know, same day as the Tommy show. So you can go check that out also. Um, and yeah, so definitely take some time to check out the content and engage with it. Um, and yeah, we're going to get right into our takeaways now. Um, and so we are going to go straight over to Miss Dana Abercrombie. So Dana, let us know what you thought of this first episode of Force. Well, the first episode of Force, it took me a little while to get into at first. I'm not going to lie. But that's kind of the thing with all new shows. You got to just find your way into the whole fray. Um, What I did love about the fact is it starts out with we all know that Tommy was supposed to go to Los Angeles. And that was the goal, the plan. You know, all he had was his bag of money, pretty sure a gun and his car that Mustang. And he was on the highway and, you know, he started thinking about his life and everything that had happened to him. And this is what I really appreciate, even though it was for one scene and we've seen glimpses of it throughout the episode, but he was really heartbroken about everything that transpired in the whole power series universe. We had the death of Lakeisha. Remember he was supposed to now be a dad, you know, the the glory was he had the wife, the kids, they was going to get a nice little home and that's now gone. Uh, You had the death of ghosts, the whole thing with Tariq situation. And there was just all these different people, you know, that, they did flashbacks that showed who he killed and it shows like the menacing side of him, but it also shows that at the end of the day, he's still a man and it broke him. 
you know, all those hopes and dreams and promises of what could have been is no more. And now he has to completely start anew. And he was going to start with this guy with Rodolfo that we kind of seen glimpses of from the first Power Universe series. And the thing was, is that he's, he, he didn't seem excited. It was just seemed like something to do. And as we seen later on, he had to make the pit stop in Chicago. And Chicago, what I noticed right away, the landscape, I'm not from Chicago. I've never really been to Chicago. The landscape is very much like New York City. And so it really felt like, you know, it was a different different place, but it still felt very familiar for me as a viewer. So I was like, oh, things are going to happen. But what I really loved and also what I appreciate is that the diversity of what Chicago is going to bring. And I mean that in terms of we got the Irish, we got the Russians, they're the Black Americans, they're the, the Jamaicans. And so we have that and these whole new host of characters that I was like, oh, what can this bring? Right off the bat, what I really appreciated was just how Tommy and that that out of short fuse that he has, you know, it's called long memory short fuse. And usually, you know, I'm waiting for Tommy just to go all out it, especially right from the beginning when he started doing when he just parked the car really quickly and that guy came out ready to kill him over a parking space. He said, You're in the wrong spot. And I was like, Oh, Tommy's gonna shoot him. But he didn't. And what I really appreciated overall about this is yes, we had some shootouts. There was um, a sense of hesitance, not out of fear, but he's just learning to to calm down a little bit, that temper that he has. It's also a new place, so you don't really know where that temper can bring. So it really showed the strategic side of Tommy for this episode, how, you know, he was able to just uh, kind of skipping over the place, but how he was able to plot and plan certain things. I will say the one little downside was that it was very convenient. Some of the things that happened where he just so happened to run into the guy who's a mob boss and the king of Chicago, that whole thing. And he just happened to be, you know, the the girl that he had that pepper pots do um, happened to be connected to the, the the son of the king mob guy so there was a little bit of convenience but you needed that convenience in order to bring forth a story uh, at the end of the day we're all just here for a story we're not here for reality um so with that being said my kind of other takeaways from this would be the family the flynn family itself um kind of reminded me you know of those old mobster kind of movies with the setup of the king father and the kids and how they all have their different roles and you have claudia who is this female who wants to be in charge of everything we all know that she's smarter than her her brothers but she she wants to be in charge of everything and how she's gonna probably do her own little side hustle and each family member has something that's going on and they were able to interconnect it very well if you paid attention to it very well um and then also aside from that you had the samson family and it followed the bar the the bartender sorry it followed the barber and how he had these hopes and dreams of opening a barber shop and just cutting hair something as simple as that and he wanted to get out of the business and how even though he wants to step away from the past that he had. It's still right there at him, right there at the forefront. And there's still things that will be unresolved. What we saw when that whole prison sequence was ever, he's kind of really happy. He's getting out. But the guys were like, yeah, we're smiling for you. Yeah, we're going to get him when he's, when he's out, but not right now. Let him get comfortable. 
So there's always that moment of, of we have to wait until he gets comfortable. So we know that, you know, nothing is going to happen right now. But the thing is, we don't know when because we're going to wait for him to get comfortable. And we saw him happy and smiling when he was in that shop that his brother purchased for him. And and then that cop came in and that presents a whole nother uh, element to his side. So overall, without when we're getting to details much later, I just really appreciate how they took something that we all know is going to be very complicated and drawn out, but they made it little snippets so that we can kind of get the, the story and to understand what's to come. Um, I know this is just the first episode. It's just the first pilot. So there's a lot of questions that we, we don't have answers to, and that's what we're not supposed to know. But I like how they set this up. I like how they're, you know, Tommy is now going to be involved in something that's way more complicated, hopefully, than than what we've seen in the power universe. Um, the mob is, is much different, and you have CBI running around, and like I said, we have the Yardies, and we have um, other people that is going to be stepping into the fold. So this is going to be just a, a, a bigger world, and I wonder how Tommy is going to fit into this. I, it kind of feels that he's going to be, you know, the, the big, remember he came from the big fish and the small pond and now he's the little fish in a big pond. And I want to know how he's able to navigate all of these different storylines of what's going on. And then of course we have to talk about the random black brother. Um, that I will say was a plot twist that I had different feelings about. Like at first, my very first reaction is I fell out of my chair laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever, it was just so unpredictable. Here's this random black guy. I'm your brother. What? And they kind of look alike, which is like, oh, okay. So we have the half other situation and that opens up a whole lot of different questions. And it's not just the fact that, oh, he has his half brother. What I kind of like about this is that Tommy didn't have it doesn't have any more ties like just in general forget just New York City his family you can assume is, is dead for all and, and not figuratively dead and literally dead to him um so this opens up a whole new avenue and an opportunity for him to probably be introduced to family members and they would see how that how he interacts with that and to see if there's going to be a relationship with his brother because remember it's very easy he showed him that he threw out the the phone number uh and then he was like oh darn it and he got the number back out again because there's that sense of wanting to know what's on the other side the sense of possibility so it showed that tommy for me is willing to open, since Al Corny, he's willing to open his heart and to accept love in. Um, so we're, we're just, it, we're able to see what could happen with Tommy if he isn't so, I don't want to say aggressive, but so determined to shut people out. I know the whole thing, he, the whole thing with ghosts, and it's very easy to be like, oh, I lost my family. I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. Or I lost my family. All I bring is death. You know, like we have the whole Tariq situation. So we're going to shut them out. Instead, he's going to see what happens. There's that sense of curiosity. And I like that we have this. That for me, it felt like it was um, completely unpredictable. I did not see this coming. So I look forward to what is going to happen with that. Yeah, excellent uh, points there. And uh, yeah, um, we're, we're definitely going to discuss uh, a lot of what you said a little bit later, uh, particularly, you know, the brother part as well. I've got some stuff to say on that. I'm sure Rich does too. But um, 
yeah, that was a, a great uh, outlining of uh, what we saw in, in this episode. So thank you for that, Dana. And now I'm going to head over to uh, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. So uh, let us know uh, what you thought of this episode of uh, Power Book Four Force. So, yeah, first and foremost, uh, excellent takeaways by Dana, as always. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, I believe when we knew that this show was coming, we we said that this is probably going to be the most anticipated power spinoff of all the shows. So um, it was great to see Tommy come back. And 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 I feel one thing I do want to give them credit for right away is that I, I know a lot of people that they were watching power, but they stopped watching, you know, I want to say around the sixth season, maybe even a little bit before. So they may not be fully aware of what was happening with the characters. But if you were a Tommy fan and you watched this episode, you pretty much know everything that has happened to Tommy within that first couple of minutes of the episode. And I'm glad they did that because, again, a lot of people were invested in Joseph Sikora as an actor. You want to see him finally have a show in which he is the main character. So I'm glad they put that in there to basically give you context as to some things that he's gone through. And what I like about the episode is that, again, some of the conversations he had in this episode, um, it really shows you he's still dealing with the trauma of these events. Like, we'll take, for example, let's go to Gloria, uh, Gary's new favorite character, and probably the one that he'll end up having to crush on next. Um, Gloria, this character, the bartender, you know, when she finally gives Tommy the soup that he has been asking for, they have a scene where, you know, he he notices that she has uh, dog tags in, in her room from her husband who was deployed and the husband obviously didn't make it. So I find it interesting that he asked, oh, so did you like being married? Because we all know that he was going to marry Lakeisha in power and then that didn't happen because of what happened, the whole fallout with Tasha killing her. So um, I'm glad they put that stuff in there to show you that he's still dealing with this stuff. Um that as Dana mentioned, he is broken and he's just trying to find his way back. So that you, sh- you have a more of a vulnerable side to Tommy, but you also have the crazy side. And the crazy side, I think, is what people love. Go to his interaction with Simon outside of the club, you know, because we know prior to that, he already had a, a bit of a falling out with Vic over the parking spot. But he decided to, you know, put his hands on Simon. They got into it. And uh, that was a very interesting takeout, you know, and I'll give him a shout out because I, I did enjoy the Tom Brady and Larry Bird joke that they threw in there as a Boston native myself. Yeah, I, I laughed at that one. But, um, yeah, I like that it showed that he still has both the vulnerable, the, both the vulnerable side and the crazy side. But you understand when he gets angry, why he gets angry, what is his motivation? So I think they did a very good job with that. So in terms of a couple of very few takeaways I do have. Um, we did learn a little bit more about Tommy's backstory. The fact that he, his grandmother, she's now in a convalescent home. I don't know if she has Alzheimer's or dementia. I'm sure they will, you know, reveal more details about that in the next couple episodes. But again, we do find out that he does have a brother. And as Dana alluded to and mentioned earlier, I also laughed at that because You know, it it does say that Kate was out here getting busy with a lot of people. So, yeah, that's not hard to believe. But um, what what I do like about this character is that we're seeing this completely from Tommy's point of view. We don't know anything about this character. 
And that's great from, you know, as far as, because we know that the character has secrets. We know that the character has to have some of Tommy in him as well. So I'm very curious to see how they're going to reveal what it, what he actually does, what his role is in the storyline. And I think that's an exciting element about it, but the mystery behind it is so good because they didn't even mention his name in this episode, not once. So I, I find that very interesting. So um, I look forward to seeing how that storyline develops over time. Um, another second takeaway to mention, yeah, obviously the, the Flynn family, we got a chance to, as I mentioned earlier, we got a chance to see the hothead son, Vic. Uh, we did get a chance to see uh, Claudia, who has these aspirations of gaining more power within the organization and proving to her father that she can take over and step, step, up, step up and be a boss which we'll find out that new drug that she uh, sampled is probably a part of that. I'm assuming we'll get into that later. Uh, and of course, Walter, F- Walter Flynn, who is the head of the Irish mob and somebody who basically told Tommy at the end of the episode, you need to get out, get out, get out of Chicago and never come back. And you saw what Tommy did. So very curious to see how that interaction is going to be the next time. Both of those characters cross paths. Uh, looking forward to that. And uh, the final takeaway, the Chicago Brothers Incorporated, uh, Gary's favorite new organization. Um, I like the Diamond character. We got a chance to get, get a, bit, a little bit of his backstory. As Dana mentioned earlier, you do know that um, there are some people that are playing against him inside the jail, as well as the officer watching on the outside. So what I like about power, and this is a theme with every power show, there's always a character that is trying to get out or has gotten out, and they're now trying to stay clean. This character here is going to have a problem with that this season because uh, his right-hand man, Gennard Sampson, um, he clearly, you know, they have a conversation after he revealed that he bought the barbershop to him. He te- they have a conversation and he tells him, you, you know, you, you got to change your ways. And Sampson doesn't want to change his ways. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to uh, unravel as the season goes on. We know Samson is a little, you know, aggressive when he needs to be. You know, you saw how he interacted with Tommy and Vic at that drug bust, that uh, the, the whole drug scene that went sideways. So we'll see what happens with that character. But overall, um, I thought it was a great uh, season premiere. It, it left me with enough interest to see, okay, what are they going to do in the next couple episodes? So. Great to see Tommy back, and I look forward to seeing where they take the character over the next nine episodes. Oh, yeah. Excellent takeaways there. Also, uh, a lot of those uh, kind of fall in line with some of mine, too. So, yeah, uh, great highlights there. Um, and I agree. Um, they did a great job of, like, planting seeds and stuff here, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing where, where it goes. So I'm just going to get right into, you know, my takeaways here, and then we can start to discuss it a bit more, you know, some of the things in more detail. Um, so I thought, you know, I thought it overall, it works really well as like a setup episode, uh, introduce some key, some key players in, in the city. Um, like Dana said, you know, it was a bit convenient that he ended up at that bar and he met the, you know, the, the, the bar, bar lady and then um she's connected to like the you know the the biggest uh you know mob guy in, in the city or whatever you know who's vic um so yeah it, that's uh, that's a little bit convenient but you know i guess that's just a way to jump start us into this whole ecosystem you know in chicago because it is a new 
a new city. And of course, you know, Tommy has to kind of, he has to kind of get in the mix a little bit um, for this to be, you know, an interesting story to follow. Um, but yeah, like I like how they set everything up and introduced everyone. It wasn't too convoluted. I think we got a nice introduction to each character, you know, um, even down to, uh, what's her name? Is it Claudia? Yeah, Claudia, Vic, um, you know, and, you know, the bar lady and and the CBL boys, you know, we are great. Introduction. Claudia, huh? What'd you say then? The, the, the bartender is Gloria. Gloria, yeah. Gloria. And, uh, yeah, and I, I don't have a crush on her yet because I do want her to survive long enough, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I actually, uh, I can't wait. Like, one of the things I can't wait for is for Tommy and Diamond to actually meet because um, they spent a lot of time setting up the Diamond character in this in this show, I feel. Like, he got a lot of um, airtime. Um, and we got to see his progression from being, you know, in prison, you know, cutting people's hair. And then he gets released. You know, he has a lot of banter with, with uh, you know, the guards, the CEOs in there and stuff. And then we also see that there's a guy in there who wants to, you know, um, actually organize something, you know, to get him hurt on the outside. So it seems like he's got some problems in incoming, you know, um, now that he's been released. And then, you know, we also see his interactions with, uh, you know, um, with with Jay. Uh, what's his name, Rich? The, the Jay? Jannard uh, Sampson. Jannard Sampson. Yeah. We see, you know, the, that connection between those two characters seems, you know, very genuine. They're looking out for each other. Um, and then, you know, Jay kind of communicates what happens with the, with the deal that, that goes wrong with Tommy. And then, you know, we get the line that we saw in the trailer, you know, uh, we, we need to find Casper, you know, Casper the ghost, uh, who is Tommy. So I like that, you know, that that setup they have there. And because they, they spent so much time on Diamond um, and, you know, they they, sh they went on to show us him at the barbershop, you know, which Jay has, has purchased for him. So he owns that now. And then we saw there was a cop that came in you know, to, to kind of keep an eye on him and stuff. So there's a lot of, um, he has a lot of things to deal with. And because they spent so much time setting up this character, I feel like, you know, him and Tommy are going to play really well off of each other. Um, they might end up being hostile towards each other at first. Um, but I think, you know, there is going to be some sort of like friendly bond between these two characters as things move on. And I'm kind of, you know, excited to see how that plays out. And we know that Jay, you know, Jannard has, um, he has sort of a friendship with Vic or he, he's, he does business with Vic from the Flint, the Flynn family. So, um, I think with that connection, you know, um, Tommy is probably going to get, you know, um, in the middle of these families a little bit. Um, he's already, he already kind of started off hostile with the Flynn family. And of course, you know, they want him to leave Chicago now. So he's in, you know, he's in hostile territory with that family at the moment. But I do think there's going to come a time where they need to actually, you know, work together at some point. But I don't think, I think it's going to be more of a business understanding if that happens. They're not actually going to be friends, you know, because there's already too much conflict, you know, between <laughs> between everyone. You know, the Boston jokes, the fight and everything. 
with Simon and then, um, you know, um, the, the, the father telling him to leave and everything. So, yeah, uh, they've set up they've set up all of that tension quite nicely, I think. And I, I can't wait to see where that goes and how these stories kind of intertwine uh, with each other. Um, the Flynn family seems like they have a lot of deep and dark secrets, um, which I think we're going to see come out. You know, um, this this episode gave us enough to where I'm, you know, curious about what's really going on. I mean, we see some surface level stuff there, like what Dana pointed out, you know, uh, with, um, you know, Claudia wanting to kind of prove herself in the family and, um, you know, kind of gain the trust of her father and everything. And then Vic is um, he's kind of going against his father's wishes a little bit and making these uh, side deals and things like that. Um, and then, you know, there's also the fact uh, Claudia mentioned that they're trying to stay away from the cocaine trade because they don't want it to dirty the um, the front that they have, like the, you know, the legit business in the family and stuff. So there's a lot of uh, little things like that that they've shown on the, on the surface. But I think there's a layer, a layer beyond that where there's a lot of secrets and a lot of, uh, you know, possibly backstabbing. Uh, coming within this family and stuff. So I'm waiting. Uh, I can't wait till that stuff kicks in. And then also uh, with Claudia, you know, they teased the, this this new drug that she uh, she tried. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be a thing um, in this, like, you know, where to where they start, you know, maybe selling this new drug or something like that. And it kind of takes over the streets or something, you know, and that and usually when that happens, you know, it's going to be like when crack hit, you know, new drug, everybody's into it and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that can cause a lot of tension in the streets um, if that happens. So I want to see where they go with that. Uh, and and then, yeah, it was cool to learn that, you know, Tommy has some relatives as well. So he has some deeper connections in Chicago. So, you know, we see that he went to, to, uh, look for, you know, his, uh, his grandma and everything. And he learned that, you know, Kate, his, his own mother, she kind of lied to him about things. Um, and you know, his grandmother is alive. She's got, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia, uh, like Rich said. Um, so it's kind of cool that he, he actually has that connection there because it kind of grounds him in the city a little bit more. So, you know, he's not just like a visitor, like he actually has some stake in the city now. He has blood in the city. And then, of course, we find out about the brother. Um, and the brother is probably perhaps like the most interesting, you know, revelation in, in this, you know, because it's like, wow, Tommy has a black brother. But then it's also like, OK, what what kind of guy is this brother? You know, because it seems like he's not saying a lot, you know, when they meet up and stuff. So what secrets does the brother have, you know? So I like that they they gave us that. Um, and now, you know, uh, we know that something is probably going to happen uh, there. And, and I like that Tommy actually was he was open and optimistic about, you know, them wanting to keep in touch and everything. So he seems very positive. But I think, you know, I think the brother is going to get him into some stuff, though. I think, you know, there's some <laughs> there's some hidden uh some hidden things, you know, with, with this brother character. And I can't wait to see how juicy it gets with that. And then also um, another thing that caught my attention, you know, with Gloria and the bar and everything. So we know that the deal that went down with uh, with uh, Jay and Vic 
you know, that was supposed to be a Yardi deal, um, like a deal with the Yardis. Um, we don't actually see who's behind the Yardi gang, but the Yardi gang is like Jamaican, like the Yardi, the name Yardi comes from Jamaicans, you know, Jamaica. Um, and I noticed that in the bar that Gloria was at, there's a big Jamaican flag right in the back. So it makes me think that there's some sort of like hidden detail there, like some sort of hidden connection. Maybe I don't know if it's from Gloria, Gloria's side, like maybe she's she's uh, playing someone. I don't know, because um, we know she has a relationship with Vic. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Vic, he would probably see the Jamaican flag, too. So he he, he probably would know if there's some connection anyway. But just the fact that they have the Jamaican flag there and they're also mentioning Yardies, I feel like that's going to be some something we see later on you know but this this yardy gang i think there's going to be some sort of big gang face-off or gang war or something like that you know so um it's quite interesting to see that but yeah um overall i really enjoyed the episode i think it works great as like a first you know uh premiere episode i think it sets up a lot of possibilities um and yeah, uh, I wasn't, you know, going to expect anything too crazy. I wasn't going to expect a lot of action and, you know, drama and stuff because they, they have to introduce a whole bunch of new characters. And then, um, you know, that's not easy to do in itself. But I think they did a great job with this. And I'm very interested to see where they go from here. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much my takeaway. Um, so before we get to our questions and discussions, I uh, just want to, you know, remind everyone, definitely let us know your thoughts as well in the comments. And, you know, also consider liking the video and subscribing to the channel if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out so far. Um, so, yeah. So let's get right into our questions and discussions because I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So um, let's get right to, you know, the brother, the unnamed brother, you know, in this episode that you know, Tommy meets. So he has a black brother. Um, and, you know, we all kind of mentioned that, you know, that there's probably some sort of secrets behind there. Uh, of course, there's the whole Kate aspect. And I'm wondering if she might actually make an appearance in this show later on as well. But, um, you know, I just wanted to ask you guys, though, in the meantime, based on what we've seen so far, um, what do you think about this character? And, you know, do you have, like, any predictions or any thoughts about where, like, you know, what they might be saying up here with Tommy having a brother here in Chicago? So I'll go to uh, you first, Rich. What do you think about that? Okay, this is a very good question. Um, the brother is a very interesting character because we don't know anything about him yet. Um, what I did find interesting when he had his interaction with Tommy afterward, he asked him, why do you have a gun? And Tommy did not really want to elaborate too much on, 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 on that particular topic. Um, now this is just my opinion and maybe I'm overthinking this, but I, I kind of believe that it's very possible that the brother is a part of the opposite side of what Tommy has going on. Take for example, we know that in power, Ghost had his relationship with, he had a relationship with Angela. And you remember that Angela, it was discovered, oh, Angela is actually with the police. You know, she's an investigator, a lawyer, whatever. It, it went, once Tommy found that information, he flipped. And he was really hard on Ghost about that. 
wondering what was going to happen with that whole relationship and what her true intentions were. Wouldn't it be an interesting twist if the brother actually is working for the feds or undercover or, or some type of thing. And it is a direct conflict with what Tommy has, what Tommy's about to get involved in right now, as far as going up against the mob and still involved in the drug game. That'd be a very interesting uh, take because we saw how Tommy reacted when Ghost was was messing around with Angela. So if they do go that direction, it'll be interesting to see how Tommy would, if he was to step in Ghost's shoes, how would he react when somebody who is in his family that he knows to some extent is on the other side of the law? So I think that's an interesting twist. But for right now, uh, it's hard to know based off of what they showed exactly what this character is about. We just know that he really cares about the grandmother. Um, so we know that much, but I'm looking forward to seeing them reveal more about the character in the next, in the next several weeks for sure. Yeah. That would be amazing if that were to happen. Cause you know, throughout power, Tommy has been incredibly like anti-snitch throughout. Like he doesn't like, you know, working with, he doesn't like people talking to the cops period. And of course, you know, he killed Angela and, you know, um, uh, wasn't that why he killed Holly as well or something? Or, or she was going to uh, route Ghost or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he, throughout his history, he's he's been anti, you know, anti-authorities um, and anti-snitch, you know. So it would be interesting to see that, you know, if his, his brother was actually, you know, a fed or something like that. Uh, that would be a great test to, to his character. Um, but Dana, what do you think about uh, Tommy's brother in the show. Richard stole my answer. Um, yeah, no, he completely oh, no, my stole my answer. How dare you? He came into my house, stole the answer, and just ran off. Um, <laughs> if another way we can go at it, we don't know who's the head of the Yardies. We don't know who's in the Yardies. You can say that that's him, but I'm going to stick with my original answer that was stolen because it adds such a great layer to the character of having him that what if that entire side of his family were cops that would have been hilarious and one of the things that i wanted to mention of why it could actually be a connection to him being a cop um was the fact that during walter flynn's you know he was giving that speech um when tommy went to go and give him his money back so he gave this huge allegory speech that i was really hard to decipher because irish accents but basically he was saying that there was immediate retribution for its sins and that was one of the lines that really stood out for me as we know that you know tommy is coming to this town and he's meeting all of these people what if the people that he meets are the ones that can actually take him down in that sense that his other side is all cops and he gets close to his brother and like you said he's an undercover so he's not going to be like i'm police you know and he gets comfortable and he may, you know, not tell him everything, but allude to something. Or if the brother gets nosy and you have that whole thing of immediate retribution for its sins. I think that there is something that, you know, you can say Tommy is out there trying to get the power. Remember how they, what you could see right there in the background, we have the image up where it says run this town or die trying. Right. One of the things is um, I did interview Joseph Sakura. That'll be up eventually. But I did interview Joseph Sakura, And one of the things that he said was Tommy can die at any moment. Obviously for the show, we hope he does not die right away. But it 
it puts the fact that Tommy can die at any moment and he's still okay with dying. But there are still some things that he has that's unresolved in his life. And there are people who are there who may be there to collect. And so with that said, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we're going to get the people that we expected to get, like, for example, 2-Bit and other people. But there could be people that know his past, not directly, or as we had the cop situation, where they can be the ones that, you know, are, are really there, not to say they're planted there, but they are there and it can lead to something happening with law enforcement. So it, it's really him. How do I get to know my brother? But also my brother could be a cop and this goes against completely my entire moral system, my entire moral code. Maybe him being in Chicago slightly tweaks his moral code because he has to change the way he moves in general when he's in Chicago. And we've seen that in this episode. So I just really wonder how that is going to impact, you know, the whole situ- the whole family dynamic along with him trying to be the one who's running Chicago. So that, you know, that's all I kind of want to just say about that part. And also, um, yeah, no, that's mainly, that's mainly it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, what you said about, you know, maybe he's connected to the Yardies as well. I was thinking that too, cause like his, his father could be Jamaican or something. So like maybe, you know, there is a connection to that organization. But wouldn't that be repetitive? Like, would, oh, I'm connected like the, to the drug family. I like the cop thing better, but, you know, just as a possibility, because, you know, we don't know. So we're just speculating. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like, if, you know, if they were going to go that route, maybe he's, he has some connection to them, because they really didn't say much about the Yardies besides that deal. And that was, like, low-level people that they were doing the deal with, you know. So, um yeah, go ahead. And also kind of really quickly, what we've seen in the power universe in general is that usually you have a cop and they have their partner, right? So we know of the guy who walked into the barber shop. He was clearly a cop, showed the badge and everything. What if that's his partner? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could that's- be something. Go ahead. Rich. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, I think Dana had some very good points that that's very possible. The, the other point that I was also going to add is that we do know that uh, when uh, Vic had his conversation with Claudia outside the house, uh, when she when they were talking about the Yardies, Claudia mentioned that the police are already investigating what's happening with the Flynn's. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting it, if, if, if the brother is a part of either the police force or the Yardies, because... Yeah, he means he's directly connected to this as well. So we, we'll have to see ultimately um, which direction they take. But yeah, it's I think that's a very good theory that he could be part of the uh, the law enforcement. And and a one more thing, I just wanted to know. Obviously, we won't get answers to this, but I just think that it was funny. All these years, we're like Tommy's white, but he always acts black, and he's yeah. the only actor. <laughs> he's the only white actor that I know who just really does not play like straight white characters. Good. They have to have some type of thing with them. And so it's, it's just really hilarious that he made his brother black. Like, it makes sense in the whole Tommy mm-hmm. scheme of things that it would be a black man. Yeah, it does. And, and like, you know, even, like, his mom used to say, like, Ghost was his brother. Like, she, she used to, you know. So it's like, 
he's he's kind of always had that theme to him, like that edge to him, that extra edge to him, to where yeah, like you said, he's not he's not your typical you know white guy, you know white society kind of guy. He you know he uh, he mixes with you know a lot of different cultures and stuff. So yeah, can't uh, wait to see the memes that come up from this because it's gonna be hilarious. Say that again. I didn't hear. I can't wait to see the memes that result oh, in yeah. this. <laughs> oh yeah, Power has like the best memes. Like some of these Zeke memes I've seen, like amazing. I can't wait for the memes. But um, also, isn't it great that we're getting surprises back to back? Because what happens in Power, and then the whole Ezekiel thing, and then now was the whole Tommy thing. Parents yeah. be lying. Yeah, the red, the, the uh, revelations. Mm-hmm. Revelations. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of DNA secrets in these shows lately. Um, but yeah, so definitely want to hear more thoughts about the, the the brother. Make sure you chime in in the comments too. I want to hear all the theories out there because I know there's going to be some good ones, and you know I like the conspiracy theories. So you know, definitely uh, let us know your thoughts on that. But um, so you know, let's uh, kind of dive into you know Tommy himself and his his psychology a little bit more here. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, you know, has, do you think Tommy has shown growth as a character or, you know, is, is he the same old Tommy? And do you think we, we're still kind of going to witness a change in him later on or something? So like, is this the exact same Tommy that, you know, we've seen before or has he already kind of changed at this point? So Dana, take it away. Let us know what you think about that. Well, in order for you to have a successful any kind of TV show or something, there has to be a growth of a character. You can't just get the same thing over and over again. No one wants to watch that. And so we have seen, just in general, the growth of Tommy from being that hot-headed guy who, you know, was taught everything from, from Kanan to now being a leader and now having to balance, you know, wanting to go out there and, and just... I don't want to say kill everyone, but going out there and being aggressive with having to be strategic. And that's what we've seen with this. And one of the things that was really interesting was Gloria. Even though that Gloria, you could say, was supposed to be like a one jump off situation. There was a moment that he had with Gloria that really showed another side to Tommy. And that was the conversation when they had the shared experience of losing someone. Remember her husband um, never came back home and we all know what happened with Lakeisha and he still regrets that. And he's still saddened about it. And one of the things that he asked is basically um, how do you move on essentially? And he wants to know, you know, do you always think about her and or him? And he, he really wants to be able to kind of not to forgive. I've picked it as forgive himself for what happened and also be able to move on. And so there was that sense of sadness because he, he, that was the one moment that it felt like Tommy was all his walls were down. And, you know, and he, he, he was really kind of serious about that. Like, how do you do this? And that shared experience that I was wondering um, whether or not they'll end up finding strength within each other. I don't know if it's like a whole grieving thing. I don't want to say compare it to remember, but in Elvin Note Avengers, but Winter, the Falcon Soldier, um, when they have was forced to go to therapy and talk about their trauma. I just wonder if they'll end up having counsel within each other because that shared experience of death. 
um, Tommy is someone he needs to talk to um, at the end of the day. And so I wonder if Gloria will be that outlet. But we have seen a complete shift of the character. And I do look forward to what could also happen when we have the brother, you know, and that family ties and what that will bring with him. And I wonder if he is going to allow himself to care about someone again as much as he did with Ghost and even with Kanan, you can argue. They, they were, you know, I call them the, the super friends. Um, they were really close, and they had that shared bond until everything went to complete garbage poop. You know, Tommy, at the end of the day, is still really hurt that Ghost is dead. And he never got the opportunity to kill Tariq. And even if you kill Tariq, that won't bring Tommy back at the end of the day. So he had then the same thing would go with Lakeisha. You can't bring back the people who are already dead. So I just really want to see how he is able to accept that and move forward with that and how that will impact him. So I, I do think that he's completely changed. And this is not the same Tommy that we've known from even the, you know, the, the first power installment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think, um, you know, a little has changed with uh, with Tommy. And uh, like you said, you know, the moment with uh, where he spent some time with, with, with Gloria having soup, you know, um, <laughs> um, like it showed that he's still kind of dealing with the Lakeisha situation um, a little, you know, that's still kind of close to his heart. And then, you know, also losing Ghost, which was like his, you know, his spiritual brother. Um, as well, I think he the, these things are still kind of plaguing him to some degree, but he also still has that fire, that impulsive fire within him um, that, you know, causes him to kind of, you know, lash out and make these uh, brash decisions here and there. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to be contending with that throughout this season, I think. Um, so, yeah. But Rich, what do you think about Tommy, you know, and, and, and what we've seen so far in Force? Like, you know, how has he changed or no, let us know. Well, I think you both hit it on the head. Uh, the character definitely has changed as far as the being a little bit more vulnerable and willing to open up about a couple of things. We know that in the previous Power Show, you talk about the stuff with Ghosts, you talk about the stuff with Lakeisha, and also Holly, because Holly was the one that he was, you know, that was the one that he was really ready to settle down for. And then uh, we know that obviously. She was pregnant. He found out about that later after he killed her. So it's very, very traumatic experiences that he experienced throughout the entire power show. So it made sense going into this show that he would still be dealing with a couple of those traumas. Um, and I do, and, and I, am, I am glad to see that you are able to see that he is going to grow even further as a character as the season goes on. But also, again, we see the short fuse personality. And, and honestly, I feel like a lot of people know that Tommy is just a crazy character. And that is one reason why I think people were looking forward to this show. Because you saw how he was so quick to deal with Simon, take Simon out, and then crack a joke as he's taking Simon out. So that's why I said people still love uh, that he is uh, crazy. There's a little bit of crazy to him. That's what I think makes the character complete. Uh, but I do think, yes, uh, he is changed a little bit. And I feel that as the show goes on, he's going to continue to change as a character. Um, he is very much a loner right now coming into Chicago because he doesn't really know anything. Yes, he does have some family rooted and rooted there, but he still is trying to get used to being in Chicago because it's not New York. So um, 
it's a lot that he has to learn, obviously, in this new environment. So I feel as though he's definitely going to adapt to that, and we're going to continue to see him evolve uh, as the show uh, goes on. But yeah, uh, still the same character, but definitely has some things about him that are different, and I am look forward to see where this journey takes us um, moving forward. Yeah, agreed and, and well said. And, you know, at, at the end of the episode, you know, we see that he, he uh, he, you know, he's he's leaving Chicago, but then he uh, he decides to, you know, um, I can't remember what he says to, to, to the L.A. Connect, but he basically, you know, disses them and decides to pull a U-turn and go back to Chicago. Go ahead, Dana. He says, he says to Rodolfo that he's his own boss now. He isn't right. he doesn't work for him. He wants to be his own boss. Yeah. By the way, uh, so. I I just want to say I, I I know Gary told me he was very excited. He loved that song at the end. Oh, you mad, huh? Yeah, that rap song at the end. I'm so. That's another thing that I just really wanted to briefly bring up. What yeah. I love about the power versus is, and and Fifty Cent, we we'll talked to him too. It's gonna be up soon. I promise. I swear. I spoke to 50 Cent and he talked about the music and the importance of that they personally choose each song for each character for each moment because it's an extension of what's going on with that scene. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they chose that, I don't know, I'm really bad with music, but that You Mad song was absolutely hilarious because, you know, there's so many different ways you can do that. You can do the connect is mad. The fact that, you know, he's staying and not leaving with the whole Flynn situation, they mad. And I want to know also, how does this disrupt Gloria and Victor and what they have going on? Just in mm-hmm. general, because remember, Gloria wants Victor to kind of step away from his family because you there was a theory of they don't accept her, but I really don't think that they accept him. Victor's an idiot. And Walter knows that Victor is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um We've seen that with the whole thing when he got the money back situation with the bag. And he's just looking at him like, you're just so stupid. You know, so I I wonder how having Tommy in there and Tommy is very smart. Will that, you know, you have that jealousy with Victor and I have the thing that's going on once he finds out what happened with Gloria, how that will just disrupt what everyone thought that they had going on initially. So the You Mad song was perfecto. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Good, good. Uh, always good song selection, usually, especially for the outro songs on these. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great job. Um, and you know, like the the intro song as well, because I remember we had some thoughts about that uh, beforehand. Um, and you know, we wasn't completely sold on the, the theme song, but I want to say that I think it works. The portion that we hear, you know, at the start, because we don't hear the whole song, but you know, we hear Jeremiah, we hear some of Fifty. I think that works like it's 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 no get uh it's no big rich town and it's no um part of the game on raising cane and it's not you know it's not at that level but i think it's smooth enough to 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 get us into that mood i think uh go ahead dana so with the interview that i did with 50 cent he also talked about that it was very important that this would be a chicago show chicago look and a chicago feel and in order for that to happen he wants there to be all chicago artists Chicago and yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have Jeremiah, and then you have Lil Duck on there. Well, I just about to say because Gary, you pointed this out yesterday. Shout out to Little Dirk for not being credited on the <laughs> song, and yet Little Dirk is from Chicago, so they need to fix that immediately. 
Yeah, because when you look at the show, his name is not mentioned on the song at all. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, put put his name in there, man, because you, you're gonna upset the the. Oh, I, I don't I even was, ganks, but yeah, that like was just <laughs> screeners. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, great, great song selection. Um, and I think I can't wait to hear, you know, what other music they use throughout this as well uh, to kind of define Tommy's story. But, um, you know, uh, going back to, you know, some of the different characters, like Dana, you mentioned the whole, um, you know, Gloria and Vic situation and stuff. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, if, if there is going to be someone uh, based on who we've been introduced to in this episode, who do you think might be the one character that could kind of backstab Tommy based on, you know, what we've seen so far. Like, um, so, you know, and, and this is going to be very speculative because we don't, we don't have a lot of information, but, you know, I just want to know, like, you know, based on what we've seen, who's, who's going to be the backstabber here, you know, if there is one. Um, so go ahead, Rich. Uh, I do agree. It's hard to determine that. All, all I know is that, you know, we, we did see a trailer of the season and we know that Tommy does have some interactions with, with uh, Claudia. So I know that Claudia has a goal of, she wants to have more power within the organization. It wants to prove that she can take over. So I wonder if this is a character that you can fully trust. We already know where Tommy stands with Vic. All right. And you fully expect that they're going to have, a lot of conflict as the season continues. It will be very interesting if Gloria did turn or do something against Tommy. I, I can't see it right yet because clearly she's interested in Tommy. She was interested in him the minute he walked into that bar. So uh, clearly that will continue to some extent. Um, so yes, there will be more soup coming, I'm assuming. But um, I just don't know in terms of somebody else who could turn on him though. Yeah. I, I do believe that, uh, if he was to try and get closer to to uh, Claudia, she could be the one. And and what and I say that because we also know that after she tried the drug, she asked the girl, "Can can you get me some more of this?" So I'm assuming that eventually, she's going to meet up with whoever is in part, whoever is in charge of this. That is that is unless Tommy is the one that gets to that scene first and meets it with that distributor, uh, you know, instead. But. If I had to make a guess, I would say possibly her because we know that she has motives now to gain more power, to get the respect that she deserves within the organization. So I, I would assume that she probably most likely could be the one that could turn on Tommy if they were ever to start to really communicate and work together. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, um, like you, I was also considering Claudia um because I know in the trailer we saw they have scenes together, which means, you know, they're probably going to meet uh, sometime soon. And I think that there's, there's, if there's going to be backstabbing, I think the uh, Flynn family in general is going to be a big source of the backstabbing, you know, um, just just from the way they've uh, operated so far. Um, and, you know, Vic already has a score to settle with Tommy. So that could lead to uh, some interesting things. But then also... I'm thinking the brother because like um, there's, there's always like a reoccurring theme with Tommy in that, you know, he wanted to kill ghost a lot of the time because he felt he, he was backstabbing him and trying to play him. Um, and then, you know, you had the whole Teresi situation where, um, you know, ghost kind of played him like to, 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 to kill Teresi 
Um, and then also within that, there was the fact that Teresi was lying to him too about being a, a, an informant. Um, and then, you know, the, going back to the Holly thing. So it's like people are always kind of like people who are close to Tommy usually kind of backstab him a little bit or betray him in some way. So I think, you know, that would be a pretty, you know, intense thing if if his brother was to kind of backstab him too. And, and you know, uh, it, it could be that he is a cop, like you said before. Um, and, you know, the, the betrayal comes from, you know, that, you know, uh, maybe the brother finds out that Tommy is involved with the Flins and CPI. And then, you know, he decides to, you know, use him as as his, as a point of the investigation or something without Tommy's, um, you know, without Tommy's knowledge. And then, um, you know, that leads to him kind of betraying him or something. So I think that would be a great source of uh, betrayal there. But uh, Dana, any thoughts on, you know, who might be a backstabber in this story? I would just like to report a crime and a break-in because Gary came in and stole my answer. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, okay, so you you had Tommy the brother. I'm going to have Tommy's stepfather. Por qué this? From what I understood, Kate was Tommy was raised by Kate, right? And the other brother was raised by the father. And the thing is, I want to know what the shared history was between Kate and the father. That is something we don't know. The last time that that um, Tommy saw his grandmother was when he was four years old. So she couldn't exactly provide any answers and spill the tea. So I want to know whether or not there is hate in Tommy's stepfather. I don't know how you would call that side father. Um, and what's going on with that situation there. We know that um, Tommy's Kate line came from a whole unscrupulousness because there were moments where we saw that there was some drug addiction and there was stuff that was going on that wasn't too proper with that side of the family. I really was wondering what is going on with the whole, uh, with, with um, I don't know what to call them, but Black Tommy's side. So um, will Black Tommy's side be the one if, if we're going with all for all law enforcement or are we going with um kind of people who are what do you call it the, the bad cops in this situation we just don't know yet so i see that the betrayal could be even deeper if it's he gets to know his black brother black dad comes in and he's the one that betrays everything so i'm gonna i'm gonna just go with that because we don't know it's only the first episode right away and we don't you know and shared bonds and things i'm just gonna just have to go with who would be the closest which would be the 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 tommy's new family because he threw away the number but purposely got the number back meaning he wants to see if there's some type of bond and connection or whatever it is you know tommy doesn't seem to be someone who's completely nosy like i'm gonna contact you to find out what really happened and then for you to just you know air out everything it's more of like a curiosity to see of what could come from this um so that's just something that i i really want to to know more of and i want there to be something grimy with the family just storyline wise yeah yeah that that would be good and then just as you know bonus as well like i think um when when tommy meets diamond i think they'll you know i think they'll they'll end up being close um and they'll be friends but 
you know, I can't say the same for Jay because Jay is a wild card. Um, so, you know, there is a possibility that, you know, Toby might get, you know, he, he, he might get along well with, uh, with Diamond, but then Jay might not like him so much. And then they've already kind of had that run in, you know, with each other at the deal and everything. So, you know, maybe there'll be some stuff going on there too, but who knows? Um, but yeah, some, some, some good theories here all around. Uh, I want to see what the people say as well. Um, but yeah, uh, we, Obviously, this is the first episode, you know, we're being introduced to this, this new, this new, you know, uh, setting and these new characters and these new possibilities and these new challenges for Tommy. Um, so there's, you know, there's only so much, you know, we could really talk about, but I do want to open things up and, you know, ask you two if you have any, anything else you kind of wanted to touch on or bring up from the episode that stood out that you want to kind of discuss and Rich has raised his hand, so go ahead rich let us know uh well i want to i want to give this to dana first because i i have something to to say because we, we spoke about this before we started recording uh dana you made a very important mention about uh the time in which this might be happening so i'm gonna let you comment on that and i have something to say about 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 a theory i have Okay, so even Courtney Kemp dresses, they're not very accurate when it comes to their timeline sometimes. But what we know is that this takes place in 2020. Uh, we know this because when Tommy arrived um, and he was Googling the, the, the whole what was going on with everyone, uh, what we found out was that the CBI, the head of the CBI, which would have been Diamond because he's in charge, was sentenced to 15 years in prison. And the date that the article was, was in 2005. So from my math is math, then that would make it 2020. So, you know, I don't say, you know, they're, they're kind of flimsy when it comes to timelines anyway, but just for the sake of math thing, it's in 2020 when this happened. Um, mm -hmm. well, um, and yeah, that's, that's basically that, that's it with that time thing. So, so, Based off of that observation you had, which is an excellent observation, I want to ask you both, are we going to get an episode this season where Tommy goes back? Because we remember in book two, Tommy showed up towards the end of that season and, and confronted Tariq and, you know, all that stuff that happened with Tasha. So is there going to be a chance that he goes back? Maybe they don't have, I don't know, they have a, it's not going to be exactly the same thing we saw in, in Power book two ghosts but is it possible that there may be an appearance of Tariq or T tasha like because again it, it, in the timeline it would make sense because not that much time has passed well some time has passed with with Tariq. but if it is 2020 i think it, it, they probably have to address that if they're going to do that but do y'all think they're going to do that oh you make i don't think so yeah he does make an excellent point Cause, cause, where are we? Like, what year is it in Ghost? Because uh, well, now Ghost it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, is it? Is twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two? But the but the first season was twenty twenty. It was twenty. The first season was twenty twenty. So that's why I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Remember that how they didn't say anything yeah. about oh yeah Tommy is probably is might show up in in book two Ghost, but they didn't they didn't they, you didn't oh. know that until at the very end of the episode. So that's why I'm curious: is it possible? We're going to see a crossover with Tariq showing up, but by by virtue of Tommy going back. Uh, oh, he has no know. reason to go back to New York. 
but but you know, like think about um season six of Power, right? Like when they shot Ghost, and then you had like the the five episodes after of them like showing you, you know, what led up to everything and what everyone was doing. So they could maybe do something like that and so and and say this is why he ends up going to find Tasha or something. See, like that, you know? see, the the reason oh, I, I I no, question that. You know, I, 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 and I, and I agree. It's the timeline is messy, but the reason why I question that is because at the end of season six, Tommy, they had a scene of him going to California. Okay, so I'm assuming that when this show picks up, this is what happens next. He decides, okay, I'm going to go to Chicago instead. But then in book two, he comes back to New York. You know, he, you know, he stops by, visits Cash or whatever. That's why I'm questioning: Is it possible that the character comes back? You know, it, you know, in just just New York for in for a brief period of time, and then goes back to Chicago. That's what I question. But again, that's a question that I'm curious to see if the fans think that's going to happen. I, I I don't know. I'm just putting it out there because time wise, mm-hmm. it could happen, but I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, no, timeline wise, wasn't it the last time he was in New York was when Mary Monet had him at the gu- at gunpoint? Yep, and he yeah. left season one. Yep. So he was supposed to just like jump up and go to LA, but instead he went to Chicago. There's no reason for him to come back to New York. Yeah, because I think I think what Rich is saying is that this is before he goes to to uh, find Tariq and then sees Monet and stuff. So I thought this was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's why I say it's 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 confusing because at the end of this, of Power season six, the episode Tommy's episode, he's going to California. So my guess is that this show is picking up directly after that. Uh, and we know that sometime uh, later, yeah, we know sometime later, this is when book two happens. That's why I question, is it going to be possible that he makes, maybe things get uh, really, really crazy in Chicago. He goes out of town for a brief, brief period of time. He goes, visits Cash, check on Cash, and then comes back or some, to something like that. I, that's what I question, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm just putting that out there because the, the time thing is important unless of course they come out and say oh we made an error on that time and it actually is supposed to be 2021 not 2020 um but yeah, i don't know because like the thing is in in the flashbacks at the start you you the only time you see Tariq is is back during season six right <laughs> yeah like, when he's yeah, he about to throw him off that uh that, that yeah about to throw him <laughs> the off bitch. the building so so <laughs> if it was if this was picking up after book to go season one surely you would have saw you know the mm-hmm. so, so i think you could be onto something there rich so yeah so we might actually see that and and if we do i don't think they should play play out the entire scene as it happened in book two ghost but they could like show like a, a just like a, a quick montage of it or something and then show what he did before and after that or something like you know like um, what he did after that moment, I guess. Is, exactly. That's what I'm. That's what. Yeah. That's exactly what I. Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I was referring to. Yeah. We'll, we'll see though. They could do that because I feel like they try to have some surprises in the season. We know with season one of of uh, Ghost, you saw Tommy return. Then in season two, you see Tate show up. So they they try to find a way to put other people that have already been in power in these shows, even if it's just for one episode. But again. We'll see, because time-wise, it can work out. I just don't know if they're going to do that. 
and I definitely think if that happens, then there's room for for Kate to show up as well. I guess you know. She's yeah. Gonna- yep. Yep. So. Yeah, because he, they, you know what, that could be someone else he confronts when he comes back yeah. to New York. Oh yeah, you didn't tell me I had a, I had a brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Heh. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, that's that's a great point there, Rich. Like, <laughs> you know, and and Dana as well with the time. Yeah, Dana, Dana, Dana brought that up though when she brought up the time. That's a very important. I pay thing. attention to the homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, important details. But yeah, so was there anything else uh, you guys thought was important from this episode to bring up? Go ahead, Dana. Um, I just wanted to bring up one thing that we do know. I, I talked about Elisa Marie. Uh, maybe I'm the only one who's like, just I just want to see Lisa Marie trying to get some retribution for this. <laughs> so, um, um, I would like for her to come back, please. Well, also, one, yeah. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, yeah, we, we know it, that's not over. According to uh, her father, Proctor said, no, this isn't over before he got, uh, mm-hmm. you know, killed. So it's not over. So we'll um, see. One of the things is Victor is now going to pin the body on CBI. Remember the whole shootout that they had with the kids? It was their first drug deal. They were adorable. Um, so now they're all dead. So they're going to pull the, the they're going to pin the body on the CBI. So I, that's going to end up creating, they stated it was going to create a war, essentially. So I wonder how Tommy's role is going to be. Will he be stuck in the middle of that war? Will he have to choose sides? Or because he's not really involved in it, will he be like, I'm the last man standing? And then try to overtake things from there. Uh, so that one, I, I look forward to see how they're doing. Um, Walter Flynn is a very strong character. I want to see who his enemies are aside from the CBI and the Yardies. I mean, you have people within his own family. Maybe his own family will be plotting against him. We've seen that when it came to all of the shows, essentially. Um, they kind of end up plotting against their parents and, and keeping things from them. We already know that, that Claudia is going to keep the drug situation from him. Uh, Victor is not still that bright, but we have the whole thing with Gloria and, and whether or not Gloria will step up and be the one to confront Walter and be like, you know, Victor's a little slow at this. Let me just do that my own self. And how that interaction, I would love to see the interaction between those two characters as well and kind of lastly i wonder if we'll get any kind of thing from rodolfo I would, maybe just rodolfo is just a character on the phone and we'll never see him again but the fact that he lost tommy will he be angry about that you know um tommy does hold a lot uh, especially in name so the fact that um he's not going to work for him anymore is is he angry will we see him make an appearance behind that so that's kind of one all of the things there's not much to say because it was only just one episode so far and we don't really know all of the connections that rodolfo dude seems a bit needy though because like surely there's enough drug <laughs> in los angeles like <laughs> like why does he why is he hounding tommy but, uh, oh he- and and one more thing the fact that um simon is supposed to be sober um, he was working on uh, what was it three months? He's three months sober. We all know that's not going to last. <laughs> so I want to yeah. see how he screws up things there and whether or not he'll get killed for behind that. Um, but it's very cute. Yay, sobriety. Also, the guard. I want to know. It seemed like 
when you looked at the prison system that they did when they did the opening with the whole prison thing and you know samson is finally getting released and the security members got him the whole barber the cutting tools that he needs to be a barber um i want to know if we will return if we will return back to that prison to see either what he did from the past uh, and what happened and also what's going on with the other members or prisoners because they was all like you know plotting together and it's like yeah we're gonna get them later on so Mm -hmm. is it an individual thing is it a group thing of that he did with just that gang is it other gangs that he crossed and also the fact that his brother seems to be more of the unwilling to change was what deals did he make when he was on the outside that you know you have to pay for now with the brother there's a lot of things that are that is happening sometimes they don't directly come you know to to get payback from you they hit someone that you love and diamond is just a walking target at this point yeah yeah i definitely think we'll see more of that uh that whole because that must have happened for a reason with that guy in, in the prison um so yeah i think we'll we'll definitely see more of that um, and then, you know, I, I'm wondering what's going to happen with that that police officer that, that was stalking the, the barbershop as well. Like, you know, what's up with him? What's he trying to do? What's his, you know, motives and stuff? So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of questions. So, Also, really quickly, I'm sorry. Last time, I promise. One more thing is that what was really calculated was the fact, remember the shootout that they had? Um, and how you saw how strategic and Tommy was able to break down everything aside from like, did you test the drugs? I know how many bullets I have in the chamber. Do you even know that? I wonder if he will take on, I don't want to say a mentorship role, but if he, because he may need to kind of help the CBI or the Yardies or whomever, will he be more of that teaching role? Because I thought that would be, I thought that scene was just really... They put it in there for something. And I really liked how he was like, check this, check that. See, I know the guns in the chamber. And the kids were like, what? So, well, he see, helped see, them. That right there is a very good observation. Because we know that in the original power, Tommy is basically just the right-hand man to Ghost. There were some times where he tried to branch out and do his own thing. But we never seen him, that side of him, to be, really explain stuff to these other people the way he was explaining it to them. So that's a very good observation. I really do think he is going to probably step into a role like that. Yeah. And and I liked what I liked about that moment is it shows his experience as well. Like, he, this guy's been through some things. Like, he's, you know, he's been in action before. So I like that, you know. Um, we see his experience shine there, so. It's pretty cool. And and that whole like moment where he was like, you know, um he he kinda um he had the gun on Vic and he was like leading him into the situation and then he, he kinda just took control of the entire situation, like um and that just you know plays in again to that experience of you know those those uh those things that he's been through with Ghost and Canaan, you know, um and it just kinda shines, you know, in that moment. So that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, uh, was there anything else at all before we uh, head out? Okay, so go ahead, Rich. Oh no, I was gonna say that that's pretty much it. Enjoyed the uh, premiere. Uh, great job showing their uh, love letter of sorts to Chicago. The references to the Michael Jordan, the Bulls, the sneakers that Diamond had. I thought that was cool. 
But yeah, I, I thought it was a great premiere. I'm looking forward to seeing where the series goes from here. Likewise. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm eagerly awaiting episode two next week and we will be back again to, you know, uh, break down that episode. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, leave us with your, your comments, your questions, you know, let us know what you thought of this show and if you're excited for it or if you, you had any issues with it, um, definitely let us know, you know, in the comments below. Um, and, you know, once again, big shouts to stars, you know, um, for, you know, providing us, you know, with the, with, with this show, like everyone, you know, not just us, but like everyone, like these shows are great. And I'm excited to see, you know, Tommy, one of the, one of the the main parts of the original power show i'm excited to see him come back um so yeah uh, it's exciting times but yeah we're going to get to our shout outs now so dana you got any shout outs you want to give before we head out shout out to chicago yay for existing um no thank you everyone who listens and watches us every week uh we are appreciative so thank you much for that Awesome. And Rich, and shouts? Yeah, thanks to everybody that continues to support the shows. We had a lot of fun with uh, Power Book 2. Ghosts, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that, but I'm also looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this because uh, I know everybody was looking forward to this show. But yes, thank you for the continued support. Feel free to leave your comments, uh, theories, subscribe, and yeah, we, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to say, you know, shouts to uh, Robert Silva, Kwame, Nelly Mack, Rainy J, you know, some of the long term uh, supporters of this show that continue to come back and, you know, um, chop it up with us. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you so much to Stars as well for, for all of this great content that uh, this entertaining content they're giving to us. So uh, we will be back next week. Um, everyone take care of yourselves and enjoy your week. Peace out.